Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The 2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, Topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McKellen. Envision is the leading nonprofit furthering possibilities for and employing those who are blind and visually impaired. The nonprofit has just opened the first permanent arts gallery and community engagement center. The Wichita, Kansas based gallery gives visually impaired artists the stage to showcase their work. Here to speak out about the gallery is Sarah Kefhart. Sarah is Envision Arts' program manager. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Glad you're here. Tell us more about yourself, Sarah. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Kansas. I grew up with a family who had a great appreciation for the arts. My father founded the Salina Community Theater, where he directed and managed for 35 years. And my mom was a young actress on the stage where they met. And although I didn't follow their footsteps, I did find myself gravitating towards the visual and tactile art of sculpture and dance. I, um, growing up, I always found that the arts was a way that provided me opportunity to express certain feelings and to be able to manipulate space and time. I was struggling, you know, maybe to articulate with words and always found it to be a wonderful refuge for myself to cope with stress and, and trauma and other losses in my life. I pursued a, a master's degree in sculpture at the University of Kansas in Lawrence. And then after graduating, I moved back to Wichita, where I began to work part-time at Wichita State University, where I received my bachelor's in sculpture and then found my way to envision. And I have been 
with Envision running the art program for 10 years. What's Envision? So Envision is a not-for-profit organization. We're headquartered here in Wichita, Kansas, with a new location based in uh, Dallas, Texas. And then we have 16 express stores all across um, the United States on a military basis. And really, our mission is to improve the quality of life and provide inspiration and opportunity for individuals that are blind, visually impaired, um, through employment, education, research, and um, community-based programs similar to the one of the Envision Arts program. So Envision also promotes independence and advocacy for the blind. How did Envision decide to come up with the idea and open this brand new gallery? Yeah, so the gallery has long been a dream of mine. Um, Really, you know, I've been searching for ways to exhibit the work of my students at a local level and also on a national level and um, really sharing the stories and the really the gifts and the talents of these individuals. So, you know, I really wanted to create a space that would empower artists and audiences who are blind, visually impaired, and those with other disabilities, um, to have a safe, supportive platform to exhibit, um, uh, perform, and engage our community through educational programming. And, you know, these artists have just long been marginalized in the field of expressive arts. And um, so I wrote a strategic business plan um, you know, that this gallery would be um, a space that would promote a culture of health, wellness, and unity through inclusion, diversity, equality, and access to the arts for all. And I presented that um, plan to our CEO, Michael Mane Ferrane, and he shared it with the board of directors, and we just really Everybody kind of came together and thought this was really as an organization, this brought everything that we are doing um, uh, full circle and um, thought it would bring a lot of um, visibility to the amazing work of the people that we serve every day. Tell us how you encourage the use of other senses by the blind and visually impaired to fully enjoy this exhibit. Yeah, so, you know, our strategic goal is really to reach out to artists, you know, from across the country. We are, we are in search of individuals that may be working in a modality of sound. So to create maybe installations that are, that are sound sculpture based. And then as a community engagement center, we are working closely with um, different universities and other organizations to bring in workshops that are based around movement and dance. Um, we are looking at music education programming and then some other expressive arts um, workshops where we're really um, bringing all modalities of expression together um, to create a real whole body, full sensory uh, experiences. 
some of the senses involve touching and hearing. And the exclusive exhibits host some very wide acclaimed blind artists. One of them I hear that one of the artists I hear that's being hosted is John Bramblett. He sounds familiar. Tell us more about John. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to meet John in 2018 at the Oklahoma Museum of Art, where he was hosting a tactile painting workshop where all the participants got to experience what it was like for John to paint as an artist who had lost his vision. And as a two-dimensional painter, that, that seems, you know, extremely challenging um, in the sense of, you know, where other modalities would be, you know, working in clay or, or wood carving. Um, but John has created this incredible um, technique where he creates these uh, raised line drawings on canvases and then uses uh, touch uh, to paint and also adds various different materials into the paint so he knows he can identify different colors. So he is really a well-known artist and he we brought him into our gala in 2019 where he created a work in front of all of our um, guests and um, then his work was um, uh, auctioned to raise money for our mission. Yeah, I remember John. I interviewed him on a previous episode of this program a long time ago. He was a great guest. So, Sarah, why do you think this gallery helps the blind and visually impaired artists tell their life stories? Well, the Envision Arts Gallery is giving artists and audiences agency, right, to kind of take this opportunity to to share their, maybe their story through the creative process. So maybe that's their journey um, to independence as someone that's visually impaired through uh, a clay sculpture or that's someone who's learning how to um, embrace a, a new career as um, in like, say, the culinary arts, for instance. And, and how do you do that as a visually impaired um, chef? And so this provides, you know, this opportunity to have video installations to share those kinds of stories, along with things like um, artist bios and other kind of, you know, um, you know, ways to, to engage each of the artists uh, through their story. So as you mentioned, Envision helps the blind visually impaired utilize their self-expression and realize that potential of theirs, just expanding the limits from those parameters and the perceptions around just what the blind want and what the blind want to do in their lives, correct? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, who's to say um, or to dictate um, or put parameters or or boundaries on an individual 
where we all, you know, it's kind of our, almost our, the human condition is to create. And we've seen too often, um, say the sighted world has put these parameters on individuals saying, why would they, first of all, have a desire to create, you know, let alone exhibit the work that they want to create. And really, we're just trying to break down those barriers and provide opportunities for all individuals to have equal access to resources, community programming, um, you know, or, or studies in, at a university, you know, that's, um, you know, we all, we all have something that we want to achieve and accomplish and, and goals to meet. Let's talk about the very first gallery exhibition at this new gallery. How many blind or visually impaired artists are part of that first main gallery? So the Envision Your Community exhibition is featuring 18 artists. Can you tell us more about them? Yeah, so the artists that were selected um, is a real beautiful cross-section of all of the individuals that I work with at Envision. And that is from... um, a two-year-old in our Kathy G. Hudson Envision Child Development Center to individuals in our Pride program, which is an adult day program for individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities with vision loss. And then artists who are employees of Envision that take advantage of our evening expressive arts workshops, as well as adults senior citizens, and then children from our after-school youth and teen art club. It sounds like they do really good art. Um, What what does the Patricia A. Pier Window Gallery's community portrait wall offer? So the Patricia A. Pier Window Gallery is a smaller exhibition space within the larger um, exhibition, you know, gallery. And this is going to be a space that's going to rotate on a monthly basis. And to and it's very visible from uh, the street or the sidewalk. So anybody walking by can take a look and a peek in and really kind of capture what is happening inside. And this was such a beautiful moment for us to share what we believe our community is, and that is a diverse range of individuals of all ages, all races, genders, um, backgrounds. So this really, all of the photos that have were taken on the opening night, um, we've continued to take photos and add them to the wall. So we're, we're here at like over a hundred portraits um, and probably many more than that, but it really is a portrait of our community. And what makes our community great is diversity and um, inclusivity. So this experimental fo- photo exhibit is where the community directly participates in the engaging conversations about equity, diversity, accessibility, and inclusion. 
Tell us more about these conversations. Yeah. So, you know, these are very important conversations that I think we're all having um, in our workplaces in um, at the dinner table. Uh, we're just at a place in our, in our culture where we are starting to really talk about what DEI looks like in the workplace, for instance. And this is really an encouraging and suggesting and inviting people to, to talk about individuals with disabilities in all of those places, right? We can't really continue to have these conversations without addressing um, the needs of people with disabilities in our community and resources for them and then opportunities to engage and, and be a part of what everybody else is, is doing um, around town. How can you describe the fully accessible environment of the gallery? So it was very intentional um, to create a space that was going to be accessible through the navigation of the actual physical space itself. And this was something I brought into the Envision Art Studio where our, our floor is gray and I have created this red line, uh, a red duct tape with cord underneath that creates a grid uh, throughout the studio. So the students can navigate that space independently. And it really does increase that level of confidence um, within within the art space. So I have brought that same technique into the gallery so um, individuals can um, freely navigate using their canes um, so they can glide along uh, the cord and it kind of travels the, the audience through the exhibit. And then the contrast of the, the line on the floor for those that are visually impaired may help them navigate that space um, a little bit safer if they are not being users. And um, so, yeah, that was very intentional. And, and this, this is something you're going to see at every single exhibition, along with some of the more standardized um, accessibility features like QR codes and Braille and large print um, offerings. These are really good features. Will gallery staff also play the roles of sighted guides to help the visitors navigate the exhibits? Absolutely. Along with the uh, Envision Arts gallery staff and volunteers, um, everyone is getting this opportunity to be trained in how to um, to to navigate someone if if they if they desire that. Um, but we are also here to encourage that independent um, participation in the exhibit as well. Sounds really good. The gallery also has a residence, an artist in residency program. Talk about the artist in residency program. Yeah, so this is something that we will really begin to um, develop and strengthen in the future. But we really want to 
be able to provide a space for artists who um, want to create maybe a larger body of work that does address um, maybe accessibility in the arts or or it's just an opportunity for an artist that is blind and visually impaired to, to be given the resources to create maybe something that they just normally wouldn't do in, in um, a, a smaller uh, studio setting. But we also want to encourage that integration and collaboration with established um, artists that may be cited um, and working in other sectors, science, health, technology, um, believing that uh, these kind of partnerships and collaborations in an art capacity can foster innovation and ignite um, what it really means to, to create work that is accessible for all. This is wonderful. What do all the proceeds from the gallery merchandise and artwork go to? Yeah, so the Envision Arts merchandise was funded by a grant uh, that I received. And so the sales from the merchandise themselves, and this is, you know, T-shirts and um, bags and things like that, all 100% goes back to our programming because the majority of our work is is still being um, done um, in our art studio. So for supplies and overhead and then for the artists that are selling their work, 70% of all of their um, sales goes directly to the artist. And then 30% goes back to the gallery for educational programming and, and overhead as well. How can our listeners learn more about the new center? So we would love to encourage everybody to join us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are there at Envision Arts Gallery, and we have also launched a very beautiful website, the EnvisionArtsGallery.com, and this would provide all of our listeners today who may know somebody that wants to engage and exhibit uh, in this gallery to, to um, you know, reach out through email or um, or give us a call because we'd really love to talk to them. So, um, and to learn about the artists uh, featured in this current exhibit as well, Envision Your Community. Anything, anything else you'd like to add, Sarah? Well, we just really um, look forward to the future and, you know, to hopefully inspire everyone wherever they live to, to really take you know, accessibility and inclusivity, um, you know, uh, to heart and, and figure out how to make your community accessible for all. Okay. Sarah, thanks for coming on the show today. And we hope our listeners check out the new gallery. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate this opportunity to share with you today. You're very welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive, visit speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out.
518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.